0: It's The Last Stand, and here is your host, Brian Custer. That's right. It is The Last Stand. We bring you some of the biggest names in the sport. I'm Brian Custer, and let me tell you, joining me today is a young man who many believe is the future of the 140-pound division. He is unbeaten, recently named prospect of the year by Ring Magazine. He is none other then Brandon Lee. Brandon, welcome to the last stand.
1: Thank you for having me. Thank you. For, it's a pleasure uh to finally to speak with you and um I'm honored.
0: Hey, it's great to have you on, young man. And listen, how did it feel when you got word that Ring Magazine says Brandon Lee, prospect of the year for twenty twenty one?
1: I mean, that 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 type of feeling was a feeling that that's unexplainable because you know Ring Magazine is so you can't get it better than Ring Magazine. It's a it's a bible of boxing. So when they announced me as Prospect of the Year, um, I was thrilled. Got to be. Um, listen, you n- not too long ago,
0: recently graduated from showbox to championship boxing. You knock out Juan Geraldez. and I guess you know the question is that everyone wants to know: b- Is Brandon Lee now ready to compete? with the elite fighters at
1: 140 pounds? I believe so. The people believe so. So I think it's only right to, you know, start testing my skills and see what Brandon Lee can really do.
0: Um, you, you've got this 15-fight knockout streak that you have going on. What kind of pressure comes with that? Because not only is there an expectation for you to win, but yeah. an expectation for you to do it in spectacular fashion, no matter who you're facing.
1: There's no pressure at all. Um, you saw with my last fight, you know, I went for the knockout in the early rounds. And it, was, it wasn't it was there. So, you know, I forgot about it. I had to set up my punches. And then it, I already changed my mentality. I was like, the knockout comes, it comes, and then boom, we got in the end round. And what's the kind of difference now that you've
0: kind of made that graduation step from, let's say, the t- prospects you've been fighting on Showbox to now that you're at Showbox, to Championship boxing, have you seen the level of uh, expertise in fighters that you're facing now and how, how different it is?
1: Um, I have a bit. You know, they are, uh, they stand up a little bit longer. I got to say that.
0: Mm, mm, interesting. Um, so, you and Jerome Boots is really tight guys are really close. How did that friendship come about between you two?
1: Uh, the first time I ever saw Boots was at a tournament in, like, 2015. I remember um, he they had, a, like, a big crowd, so I was like, I was like who the hell is that dude? So I'm looking, and he's just beating the shit out of this guy. So from there, <laughs> I was like, damn, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan. And then um, he turned pro, and I turned pro maybe, like, a year or two later. And then uh, it turns out we had the same manager. So we're, we started fighting on the same cards, in you know, little shows. And uh, from there, we just we got close
0: and and at that time how old were you when you first saw boots and do you recall the first time you guys you know just started talking and and, you know talking about your skills and 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 the way you guys train
1: um I believe I was like 15 16 when I first saw them and then uh our first conversation was probably like when I was like 16 17 around there
0: at any time did you ever think man, I may have to fight this guy or was it like, yo, I just want to meet him and see what is he doing compa- and compare and contrast and see what I'm doing?
1: It was It was never like, oh, I might fight this guy. It was more like, damn, let me watch this guy and let me get my notepad and let me take some notes because, um, you know, I said this before and I'll say it again, I already got boots on my pound-for-pound list.
0: Wow, that's huge. That's, and, and you know, so many people um, Will say, man, I want him in a big fight. I want him in a big fight. I know he's skilled, but I need to. I need to find out if he's the real deal. Uh, you say what?
1: I say, you know, when people, when people, that, at the end of the day, all people are critics. That's the job. It's to you know talk what they talk. And um, no matter who I fight, who I, who I beat, they're always going to say something. There's always going to be something negative for people to say, to point out. It's interesting because you're
0: both, you you mentioned you both are managed by Cameron Duncan. And if there's, if Cameron Duncan's had one criticism, uh, it is that they say he protects his fighters, doesn't match them tough. Um, people, people keep bringing that up about boots. Now, you know, they want to say it about Brandon Lee. Is that a fair criticism?
1: Um, the only thing I can say about that, Cameron Duncan is doing one hell of a job bringing Boots and myself up. And uh, his track record speaks for itself. You know, he has over 30 world champions that he built up from, you know, he had uh, Timothy Bradley, he had uh, Nonito Donaire, he had Jesse Vargas. Now he has Boots and myself. So his track record speaks for itself.
0: Hmm.
1: In your opinion,
0: is Brandon Lee... And Jerome Boots is the future of the 140, 147-pound division. Absolutely. Why?
1: Because you see what Boots could do. And um, slowly but surely, people from Showtime are going to see what I can do. Uh, we saw a little bit with uh, Juan Heraldis. I showed the world that I know how to box. A lot of people didn't know that. They, they just thought I was a puncher. But no. Nah, um, so little by little, the more rounds I go, the more Brandon Lee, the true Brandon Lee is going to come out
0: what separates Brandon Lee from some of the other fighters at 140 pounds? Is it what you possess? Is it the way you train? What separates you from the rest in that division?
1: I think overall, you know, we all know that I have power and we all know that I have speed. So, I mean, I have both God and gifted talents in the boxing world because most of the time you have one or the other. And I have both of them. Same thing with boots. He has speed and power, and um, you know, a lot of these dudes at 140, there's not a big, there's not a big punch at 140. I can't name one.
0: Hmm, interesting. Um, so if Brandon Lee was his own manager, uh, who is the guy out there in that weight division that you that you say
1: I would love to be in the ring with this guy right now? There's no one out there. There's no one out there because at the end of the day, I'm just a fighter. Put someone in front of me, I'm going to do what I do. Um, My main thing is to, you know, from the 8 to 10 weeks I'm in training camp, just stay focused, stay dedicated. And no matter how how tired I am, you know, wake up 4 in the morning, go on my morning runs and all that. So it doesn't matter who I fight, when I fight. Just give me 8 to 10 weeks and I'll fight anybody.
0: And I find that interesting because generally, you, you you talk to a fighter and they'll say, you know, whether it's the champion or whatever. Hey, I got that. That's the guy whose picture I got placed on my mirror. Who I get up every day and say, "Yo, I want this guy. This is why I'm training. Uh, this is the guy I want to fight because I want to show people I'm the guy." You say there is nobody there at 140 for you that that pushes you like that?
1: No, no, no. I push myself. I motivate myself. Um, the day we get an opponent that opponent pushes me for eight to 10 weeks. But right now I don't have an opponent, so I could care less about anyone 40-pounder. Hmm. Um, here's the one thing
0: that I wanted to ask you. You know, you're very active on social media and have a really good following. Brandon, what do you think about some of these guys who, you know, let's say the, the Pauls of the world, very active on social media, have a nice following, and have parlayed that into millions after learning how to box, here you know, took two, three years. Learned how to box, and now they parlay that into millions of dollars with every fight. You've been doing it all your life. What are your thoughts about it?
1: Um, the Paul. Let's talk. Let's talk about uh, the Paul brothers. The Paul brothers. I gotta give it to them. They can't fight worth shit, but they're doing one hell of a job for doing marketing. Think about it. Every time they fight, they be like, the, the, when every time they have a fight, not only do they get paid, but everything else goes up. Their subscribers on YouTube go up. Their following on Instagram goes up. So, I think I truly believe that that for boxing they might they might they might say they love it but all reality they're all doing it to push their their fame, the stardom and all that.
0: Mm-hmm. If they because you 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 have been active on social media and certainly have a, is there anything that you would say, you know, they do this really well, and I think us as fighters could maybe take that from the Pauls and use that um, going forward. Is there anything that you guys, and, and I'm talking you as a collective, as a fighter, can learn from them and what they've done?
1: Um, Maybe um, it's not really the Paul brothers because, you know, Jake, he talks a lot of shit, but, you know, he's not the one who, who, who started talking shit. You know, you got a pretty boy. He's the one who, started, who really started that. And then from there, you got Hector, Hector Camacho who really started that. So, And the list goes on. Hmm. Uh, interesting. Um,
0: so listen, you, you're a boxing prodigy. Uh, been boxing since you were a young, young little type. And like myself, a huge uh, Bruce Lee fan. You were named after his son. Um, why boxing
1: and not martial arts? Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I could not tell you. Uh, my grandfather used to box. Uh, he was in the Army, and my uncles used to box, and then my brother used to box. So I feel like at a very young because my brother and I were nine years apart. He's older than me. So um, I feel like he got all the attention when I was when I was a child just because he boxed. So uh, when I had my opportunity, and I was like, you know, I can do what he could do. He might be nine years older than me, but, you know, I can still do that. So uh, when I started training, I was like two years old when I first ever went to a boxing gym. And... um I would just watch, you know, run around the ring, be, be a little kid. And then uh, I remember the coaches used to work with me. I was like three or four or whatever. I, I didn't know what I was doing. But um, my brother stopped boxing. And as soon as he stopped boxing, I was like six, I believe, six or seven. And um, as soon as I started, I just never stopped.
0: Wow. Uh, and, you know, you work with your father. Your father's basically been your trainer, been your coach. Why does that work? Because we've seen in this sport how sometimes that just goes left when father and son are uh, trainer fi- But why does it work with you?
1: Um, me and my father, we have a, a good understanding. You know, I feel like um, in, at home, you know, where we got the father son relationship, and in the gym, we got student and teacher relationship. But um, you know, no one's gonna love me the way my father loves me. So to have him as my coach is probably the best option for me.
0: Yeah, interesting. What are your goals, Brandon, Uh, in the immediate uh, future? And then ultimately, what is, what does Brandon Lee want to accomplish in this sport?
1: In the sport, I want to be, um, of course, a world champion. I want to be a world champion. I want to be a unified world champion. and Eventually, I want to move up to 147 and become a world champion. And um, from there, those are my three top goals right now. Um, possibly go for undisputed. But uh, my three top goals, that's them right there.
0: And we we know how close you are with Boots. Is there anybody out there in the sport that you look at and you're like, man, I really enjoy watching this guy fight because he's really entertaining.
1: Boots Shakur Stevenson. Um, probably Boots and Shakur Stevenson. That's all I can think of top of my head. Hmm. Interesting. Um, Brandon,
0: for people who come on the show we we let uh, folks who watch submit questions we got a number of them through social media so I want to get to some of their questions uh this first one comes from Twitter and it says what fighter did you watch growing up that you tried to groom your style around
1: um easily pretty boy male over there as a child because uh, you know back in the amateur days there was a point system so you know touch them that's a point touch them that's a point so I want to be like like Pretty Boy, and then uh, I I really like watching Panell Whitaker, James Tony, Aaron Pryor, Mike Tyson, Hector Camacho, and uh yeah.
0: When did you when did you get all of a sudden from being that guy who was slick, ton, you know, hit not get hit to this power puncher type guy? When did that when did that come about?
1: I'd say around age. 12 to 13. Um, I think I was like the first time I dropped, I dropped somebody. So I was like, damn, I got power. So we kind of shifted my, 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 um, my style a little bit. Instead of boxing going around in circles, we kind of sat down a little bit and put pressure. Hmm. Uh,
0: this next one comes from Tom. He says, listen, I heard you were also a college student. I'm curious. How do you balance the rigors of school and boxing? And what does a typical day look like for Brandon Lee?
1: The way I, I balance school boxing is, um, you know, during the day I work on schoolwork. I, I, all my classes are online because you know COVID, so I do a Zoom class, and then um, I work out in the afternoon. But a typical day for myself when I'm when I'm in camp, um, wake up at four, go run, make breakfast. Um, go to the grocery store, buy groceries, or go to Target, just buy stuff for the house, um, take a nap, uh, eat lunch. I'll just chill, maybe watch TV, and then I'll work out, go for my second run, and then um, take a shower and just chill, rest of my body. Talk to me about
0: school. Uh, where are you in, in, in school? Uh, where are you taking classes in? And- are we getting our bachelors? Where are you in the process?
1: So uh, I'm currently going to Cal State San Bernardino. I'm going for my bachelors. I, already, I got my AA about a year ago, two years ago, and my major is criminal justice. But I'm, o- I'm only what taking one or two classes.
0: And what do you uh, want to do I want to it? do,
1: I like to become a customs agent after boxing. Um, hmm. Yeah, I'm not the type of person that I can go to the same, same job every day and do the same thing over and over. You know, I, I like to be outside and I like to explore stuff and how long do you see yourself as a fighter um until i accomplish my goals
0: got it got it got it and always always wanted to be a customs agent
1: no um i always wanted to be a (laughs) boxer. but after that uh after that my parents started talking some sense to me and you know telling me that i need a plan b i'd
0: love it um this next one comes from Isaiah on Twitter. He says, "Do you think you can beat Gervonta
1: at 140 pounds?" 140? I don't think. I don't think. Um, think I don't think he's a true 140 pounder. And uh, you know, he hit Barrios with some clean shots, and he didn't. He didn't. I don't know. He eventually he dropped Barrios, but at the beginning of the fight, he hit some clean shots, and Barrios took him well. So. I'm thinking that he can't transfer, he can't carry that that punching power at 130, 35 to 140. So um, I'd
0: let the fight taking 140. Hmm, that'd be that be, be a hell of a fight. Um, Justin asks, uh, when will you be ready for a world title fight?
1: I'm looking to get my hands on a world title by the by the end of this year.
0: Like it, I like it, Brandon Lee. Uh, this next one from Twitter says, Brandon, when will you start calling out the top guys? Usually we only hear you say you'll fight whoever they put in front of you. I think it's time for you to call out the top guys at 140 now.
1: Um, maybe once I get a belt, maybe I'll, I'll feel like, you know, um, I like his belt. Let me go after his belt. Let's unify it or something. But until I get a belt, I feel like, you know, I'm just going to keep on doing what I'm doing and knocking guys down whoever's in front of me.
0: Okay, Brandon Lee, it's time for the last segment uh, of this show. We call it the last, Stand. I'm just going to ask you a series of questions. You just give me the first thing, young man, that comes to your mind. You ready?
1: Got it. Here
0: we go. Besides Josh Taylor, who do you see as the top fighter at 140 pounds? Brandon Lee. Hmm. Uh, I know Boots Ennis is your guy, uh, but who do you see as a world champion first? Boots Ennis or Brandon Lee?
1: Um, most definitely Boots. He's about a year. I think, as far as career-wise, he's about a year, year and a half, a year to year and a half in front of me.
0: Okay. Uh, if and you kind of answered this. If Brandon Lee wasn't a boxer right now what would you be doing?
1: To be honest, I'd probably be like, I'd probably go to, the, you know, like everyone else, go to the gym, with 25-hour fitness, um, go out on the weekends, work a regular job, continue going to school, and um, eventually do something in the law enforcement. Got it, got it. Uh, Brandon
0: Lee aside, who do you think is the biggest threat at 140 pounds right now?
1: Biggest threat, 140. I'm not even going to lie. Jaron Davis. Mm, Okay,
0: okay. Uh, You kind of answered this one, but I'll ask it anyway. At this time, next year, Brandon Lee will be, you finish the statement. A world champion. At 140, huh? At 140. I love it. I love it. Listen, folks, that's what we do. We bring you the biggest names in the sport, like Brandon Lee, a name that you're going to hear for years uh, at 140 pounds. Brandon, listen, man, it's great to see your maturation. Uh, I was glad to see you now on Championship Boxing, and I certainly look forward to your next fight on Showtime Championship Boxing.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to speaking to you again.
0: Absolutely. That's what we do here on The Last Stand. We bring you some of the biggest names in the sport. And I'm telling you, at 140, Brandon Lee, he's coming. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you again next week.